You know, I'm going to give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> Stop laughing! And when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty-ass jokes on my ass, too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Why are you laughing? Evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Why You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast live from the vaulted podcast studios. Today, I'm pleased to introduce to you the late, great Bob Saget. And uh, with me, as always, Matt from Rhode Island here at uh, Vaulted Podcast. Uh, Mike Harris with me as well. And uh, no Craig this week, folks. You're lucky. Um, so uh, the boys are here. And I've wanted to do... Uh, it's funny, I actually did want to do a Bob Saget episode, and I was thinking, like, is there enough there? And I said, I'll just wait till he's dead. Who knows? That'll give me a few years to... And then, sure enough, he croaked. It's it's very weird because I was never... So today, basically, I want to do kind of a mix of talking about his career and also just remembering him and talking about why he was so um, you know, beloved and why his death was a, such a big deal to a lot of people. Um but it's it's strange because I just got into a kick. I was not a huge fan of Bob Saget's comedy per se. Mm -hmm. I liked him as a guy. I always liked him with Norm Macdonald, and when I when I would even just interviews in general, when I would hear him on Opie and Anthony or whatever, uh, I enjoyed Bob Saget. And for whatever reason, in the last couple of months I got into a kick. Maybe because he did such a great uh, eulogy for Norm. He yeah. did like a really touching. You could tell he really loved Norm mm -hmm. and was a genuine, like, kind, authentic guy, uh, which, you know, showed a lot about him, I thought. It was very authentic and genuine. Um, and then I listened to his podcast with Gilbert Gottfried, and I started seeing clips. He was at Skankfest, which I was at. For whatever reason, Bob Saget was prevalent in my life the last few months. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. So I, that's why I thought, like, maybe I should do a Saget episode, and I wasn't sure if there was enough there. And then I think, you know... Um, his entire the entirety of his career and the dichotomy of the aspects of his career, as well as uh, you know some of the stuff we've seen in the last uh, just couple of weeks here after his death, uh, are all very interesting. So I do think Saget's an interesting guy uh, to talk about. But were you guys fans of his, or what did you think of his comedy? I so I gotta be honest, I don't really, I don't know if I've ever seen any of his stand up before. Right. Yeah. So I don't really know like what his. I know he's dirty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole big joke is like, oh, he plays your dad on TV, but he's your. Can you buddy. believe it? Yeah. The guy from Full House says <laughs> cunt. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, and, so it's well, that, Saget's in an interesting place. That I think I think even Rogan is mm -hmm. in this spot right now. But you've seen a lot of guys over the years. Yeah. Uh, you know Howie Mandel, um, Tim Allen. There's a million people like this. Uh, even even probably like Ray Romano and Kevin James and guys like that, mm. where yeah. they they gain an audience that are like, oh, he's a stand-up? I didn't know he did comedy. <laughs> but uh, Saget would think of himself as a comedian. As a comedian. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the majority of the world knows him as, if you know, if you know who Bob Saget is, you Dang know him from Tanner. Full House, maybe America's Funniest Videos first. Actually. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, worldwide, that's probably a more popular show. Mm-hmm. And then Full House, and then Entourage, <laughs> maybe, yeah. and then and then the fact that he's a dirty stand-up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's probably fourth on the list. Yeah. Um, so it's it's, it's Sagan had a very strange career, very interesting career, um, which we'll we'll get to that yeah. maybe closer to the end. But I guess we'll just start at the beginning because he did live uh, an interesting life. 
end. It starts with uh, he was a kid. He grew up in Philly, and then his family moved him out to California. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he was in middle middle school, I believe. I don't think he was in high school yet. I think it was middle school. Um, he was a big fan of the Three Stooges. Um, and Larry Fine, who was a wheelchair bound at the uh-huh. time, uh, spoke at his middle school. Oh, no shit. And he found Larry Fine very interesting. And this fascinated me just how much easier things were in the, you know, 60s or 70s, whatever. Yeah. Um, he had his mom drive him out uh-huh. to the nursing home that Larry Fine was uh was in and played him old Stooges tapes <laughs> and Larry Fine would tell him stories That's and awesome. like they had some sort of a relationship but like uh, as the way Bob Saget tells us it is like he couldn't move or anything so I would just play him old <laughs> Stooges clips and be like isn't this isn't this interesting you guys were hilarious so now that is my goal to one day whenever uh, uh, Larry David is no longer lucid I'm just gonna make him watch <laughs> You know, the show really did lose something when you left, Larry. <laughs> the last two seasons aren't the same. <laughs> Just sitting there, lifeless. <laughs> Go over to Mel Brooks' house and do that. Him, yeah, him right. and Carl Reiner have movie oh. nights. You just watch Blazing Saddles with him. Right. I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure they'll let you in. That's just so funny, though, like how... I, how we learned like a few months a few months ago yeah. that the Stooges just had no confidence in themselves. They're like, oh yeah, random middle school kid wants to come and hang out. Sure, <laughs> come on I by. I didn't even think of that. That's how uh, humbled the Stooges how, were. It's like, well, beaten down I guess I were. have to sit here with a young Bob Saget and spin a few yarns with yeah. him. <laughs> um, so then uh, uh, Saget was interested in, I guess he wanted to become a doctor first. Yeah. And um, which would have fit more in line with the uh, full house persona that he has, yeah. uh, straight laced kind of a guy. But uh, I guess an English teacher told him to get into film, and uh, that's why he went the route of film. Mm-hmm. Um, but also fell in love with stand up. And yeah. I, you know, um, I don't uh, know, did Patch Adams say cunt? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, he, he, you know, being a fan of the Stooges and things like that, he, he loved. He was a guy who loved comedy forever. Um, and I think you can tell that, oddly enough, even though like, he wasn't a physical comedian, yeah. I feel like you see a Stooges type of influence with him, where he liked kind of you know silly, corny shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what Bob Saget really liked. Right. So I think when you call him this dirty, edgy comedian, what he really did was tell dirty dad jokes. <laughs> that's a, that's fair. You know, kind of <laughs> kind of similar to I find him to be like a less funny Gilbert Gottfried. All right. You know what I mean? Like, Gilbert is all, you know, the yeah. raunchy dad joke type of shit. Right. Um, and I think Saget is kind of a different version of that. He played his guitar in stand-up. Oh, that's right. Um, and, you know, he was, I found it to be kind of a cornball, but like an interesting cornball. You know what I mean? Like, and there's room, as I've, as I've gotten older, I think Saget would have been a guy, like, if I was around at his peak, I would have been like, he's a you know, fuck him. He's a hack. <laughs> and as I've gotten older, I'm like, there, there should be room for that. Yeah. For guys that are just telling, you know, silly dick jokes that aren't making a political stance and, you know, telling us like it is. Yeah. Like, there should be a lot more room for guys like Bob Saget. Just want to have fun. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is, I do wonder if Saget had any stand-up fans. You know what I mean? Like, was his show entirely... People that wanted to see Danny Tanner say fuck. 
Or were there people that are like, I never really liked Full House, but I'm here to see the stand-up of Bob <laughs> the Saget. stand-up of Bob Saget. And I don't know what the answer is to that because it's. I think it's impossible to say huh. because he was so amazingly famous yeah. before anyone knew who he was. You know what I mean? Like he, that's he, a great way to put that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, yeah, he was he was <laughs> a, astonishingly famous before yeah. you knew what he was as a stand-up. Yeah. Um, so before we get into his time at full, are we? Where are we, Matt? Did I miss anything before I, we talk about uh, the CBS Morning Show he was on? Uh, no, yeah, you're right in, in tune with that. Yeah, CBS Morning Program before he got Full House in '87. Yeah. Huh. So this was a time Wake where up San Francisco. Yeah, we're now. <laughs> that it's funny. That's basically what he was I on. I know it's so funny. And I don't even know. So I went and watched an episode of this, uh-huh. looking to pull a clip from it. And I think he was just like his role was essentially like when when Stuttering John was on the Tonight Show, <laughs> like he announces it. Maybe they brought him out for a few wacky bits, but it's just like, ladies and gentlemen, the CBS Morning Show, and it was like, I think it was their first attempt at Good Morning America. Yeah, like it was supposed to be the t- their you know uh, uh, Today com- Show. Whatever. Yeah, com- competition to the Today Show, um, but a little. It seemed like a little wackier, maybe. And I guess that's where Saget fit in. And it's just interesting at that time because now, like, if I'm trying to think of the. Uh, well, don't most talk shows like that have like a warm up comedian that comes out like, it's to possible make the crowd he, happy? It's possible he was that as well. They're like, we like the cut of this guy's gym. <laughs> yeah. let's, put him, let's give him a couple moments of airtime. Yeah. And on the, you, <laughs> well, you see that on. Uh, yeah. If you ever watched the show Crashing on HBO, yes. Pete, Pete Holmes' show, yeah. he, he was like a warm up act for like the Rachel Ray show exactly. or something like that. It was Rachel Ray, yeah. Yeah. So all those TV shows, The Tonight Show or even game shows have that type of shit where you hire a comedian. And that's a good yeah. gig for a comedian. Absolutely. Um, but Saga was also on the show. Which mm-hmm. is a little weird. They're probably like, yeah, we this we like his hair. It's nice and feathered. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put him on. <laughs> well, Saget's such an interesting um, example of the '70s and '80s, I think, and becoming famous or getting yeah. successful in comedy at that time. Because now, if I'm trying to think of the exact right name, but uh, I don't know, Tim Dillon. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. say, <laughs> you know, if Tim Dillon took a role as a TV dad <laughs> or as, you know, the host of, you know, he replaces Rob Deerdeck on ridiculousness. <laughs> you know, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? This is this is not the guy I know. But I think in the 70s and 80s, you know, you got to remember there's, you know, three channels. Yeah. You yeah. Know, there's a few radio stations that maybe you could get on or whatever. But the roads to getting notoriety were so limited back then. Yeah. That I think in some ways it was easier. You didn't have to be as, uh, you know, nuanced or creative or anything. However, it was also more difficult in the sense that, like, if Bob Saget doesn't take this morning show job, yeah. uh, where's he going to go? Nobody, we you don't, we're I mean? not talking about him now. We're not talking about him now. And maybe he doesn't yeah. even pay his bills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe because as we learned uh, for a long time, the comedy store wasn't exactly uh, paying the rent, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> And quick side note, actually, uh, he was telling a story. We'll play a piece of uh, his interview with Howie Mandel from just a few weeks ago, uh, as we record this, anyways. Mm-hmm. And um, he talked about in there how uh, Mitzi Shore at one time uh, said he wasn't funny, told him he wasn't funny. <laughs> and it all had to do with uh, he talked about some. I didn't include that clip, did I, Matt? 
I don't. I don't know if you did. I think I thought the story was too long mm-hmm. and convoluted. But he tells a story about someone who I believe to be Argus Hamilton. I'm not sure <laughs> if that's the right guy, um, but basically someone that Mitzi was very close to that all got all kinds of fucked up. And Bob Saget was supposed to like watch after him. Uh-huh. And it's an interesting story. Go listen to that episode of the Howie Mandel show if you want, because <laughs> Saget's telling this story about how he was this this caring guy and like was very concerned for Argus Hamilton, but like. Argus got sick, so that caused a, a strife with Mitzi Shore. <laughs> it's weird to see how, like, because things were so personal back then, uh-huh. there was a lot of good to that because Mitzi could take care of you, but there was also a lot of bad to that because if you had a grudge with someone, then that just meant you weren't getting on stage. Right. Whereas now things are a lot more corporatized and based on, you know, how many fucking Twitter followers you have. Exactly. So there's good and bad to all of that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but he spent a few months on the morning show and then knew someone at uh, ABC who thought he was right for Full House for, to play Danny Tanner, thought he was the perfect guy, um, which again is interesting because back then it could be like if you just fit the mold, you know, if you were the right look or, uh, uh, you know, had the right tone of voice yeah. uh, or just fit whatever casting choice they wanted, it didn't matter if you told dick jokes on stage. <laughs> and he wasn't incredibly raunchy in his early stand-up, yeah. but he does have... Um, elements of do we have his early stand-up Matt? Yeah, we do. Let's let's play a little of that just to get a vibe. Like he's not crazy dirty, but you can see a little bit of if he did this now and you were making Full House, you would say eh, probably not this guy. But that that's also you were talking about. There's nobody like tweeting out like, hey. This guy, Look at Danny, what he did. this guy, Danny Tanner, said something really mean. As <laughs> like, I've always said, Michael Richards uh, ruined it for all of us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> let's, hear, let's hear a little Jesus. bit of early Saget. Thank you. Gosh, you're a wonderful audience. You really are. I'm not just kissing up. I'm really not. I swear, I'm, I'm slobbering all over you is what I'm doing because I need you to like me real bad because I have no act and I have no life and I have no future. I'm serious. My mom is Gumby, my dad is Pokey, and I'm Mr. Potato Head. So I talk real fast. If you have any drugs, take them now. I'm serious. I, I'm not funny, but I am quick. That's the problem I have with women, too. But it's good to be here. It really is. And you're, you're a great crowd. I'm not just kissing up again. It's the second time I've done it. I just want to take a jacuzzi with you and throw in a toaster. I'm not kidding. I've never been this happy. I just, but you're a great crowd, and I care about all of you individually. I just want to have sex with you right now. I'm serious, but I, but I can. I'm working right now. I mean, we talk about influences. There's a tremendous amount of Robin Williams there. Oh, I, was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking Kevin Nealon, too. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I don't know if they were contemporaries, though. I think so they maybe were. not influences, but like, yeah. I don't know. You hear like Subliminal Man, like that Neelan kind of Nealon was on Weekend Update yeah. while Saget was on Full House. I That's think. right. So they probably were coming up at the same time. But, mm-hmm. that, but even that's... Um, we'll talk about other guys that have like a, we'll talk about Geraldo in a future episode mm-hmm. where Geraldo has influences like Dave Attell and yeah. Colin Quinn who are only a few years older than he was. Yeah. Um, so you do, you do, you are influenced by a lot of those guys, but I see a lot of Robin Williams in that oh, where definitely. it's, I think clearly that's all written, but feels like stream of consciousness and he's being wacky and silly and talking fast and mm-hmm. you don't know where he's going next, you know? Um, and, the, you know, the reason I find that interesting is because, like I said, I consider that clean material, more or less. Well, you know, he, nowadays, has, yeah. he, has, he has sex jokes and everything. But, like, in 1987, if that is on Twitter, people are saying, oh, we can't have that on uh, <laughs> Friday. What is it? TGIF. Yeah. You know. Um, so, Saget gets chosen as Danny Tanner on Full House. And full disclosure, I do not understand the romance that this country has with Full House. It is so bizarre to me. Uh, I think it's like one of the worst written shows of all time. 
<laughs> Were you a kid that grew up on Full House? Yeah, I was, but like I, I agree. I don't. It's. I don't know. I think it was just a such a product of, of the time. First of all, Uncle Joey was so damaging to stand. It's like it's amazing to watch uh, the character of Uncle Joey yeah. and be like, "That's how they saw stand-ups." Like yeah. this is a time. This is after Pryor and Carlin were hugely successful, and even yeah. like Rickles were hugely successful comedians. This is what you think of stand-up: the guy with the rubber chicken and yeah. the, the arrow through his head. Fozzie <laughs> Bear, come to life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what Uncle Joey was. Yeah. That's and, how I always thought. I was a huge fan of the Muppets, and when I saw him, I was like, "Oh, he's just he's, he's just Bear. he's just copying Fozzie." Yeah. Bear. I was like, this is bullshit. The guy's doing, uh, you know, uh, Woody Woodpecker Cut impressions. Out. <laughs> yeah, he did, a, he did like a Bullwinkle impression. Bullwinkle. And yeah. had like Ranger Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst. And I feel bad for uh, Dave Coulier because oh. I, I don't know what, I have no idea what Dave Coulier's stand-up is like. No. But I think of him as Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> as, as Joey. Uncle Joey. Well, Uncle yeah. jo- what the what was his last name? Joey. God oh, damn it, I can't remember. Uncle uh, Joey. Uh, tell us on Twitter. I folks. mean, Dave Coulier is famous for being Uncle Joey and for dumping Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> but I have no idea what Dave Coulier's yeah. uh, life or, or career is like because I, that's how I think of him. Gladstone. Joey, Joey Gladstone. Gladstone. That's, that's right. right. Um, but regardless of what I thought, um, I thought it was real cornball shit. And like over the top, over the top, uh, schmaltz. It was. Absolutely, it was. But yeah. that's what family programming was in the late '80s and early '90s. Yeah. they were really they were on the tail end of every sitcom having a very special episode. Yeah, the, the and, Norman Lear era of sitcoms. And they seemed like almost all very special episodes. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of the episodes, you know, taught you a valuable yeah. lesson. Well, you you had mentioned the, the, the quote from Norman Lear in that episode where they were like, oh, the original um, sitcom writers wrote from their experiences. Yes. And then the... These guys all write from watching TV. I think the Miller Boyette era of of tv which was started by like full house and like yeah. family matters and stuff. i think they're that's like the first generation the first start of that of that so you're absolutely yeah. right it's just over the top schmaltz yeah yeah full house. and again you know i have no if you if you liked it as a kid i have zero problem with that if you watch it as an adult i do question <laughs> like it is weird to go back and that's a yeah. horrible show to watch as an adult because the writing is for five-year-olds well, absolutely yeah um but yeah, it, it, you're right, uh, Mike. That that is uh, one of the early examples yeah. of people writing based on what TV taught them, exactly, rather than their own experiences. Yeah. Now, uh, we might have to go back on. Oh no, never mind. We we debunked <laughs> this theory. There, there's, a, there's a rumor out that the first episode, the mother is killed on the show. Oh, but I no. think we've debunked that. I don't yeah, think that's true. No. <laughs> um, so he gets uh, he gets Full House. Uh, and then two years later, I think he gets Full House in '87. Mm-hmm. I think he gets America's Funniest Home Videos in '89. Correct. And these yep. are monster shows. shows. I remember. Um, were they both on Friday nights? I can't remember that. No. But I remember staying up and watching TGIF with yep. Full House, um, and watching America's. F- I didn't watch Full House all the time, but uh, you know I was aware of it. But Full uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, I watched every week, all the time. And that is. Um, you know, again, talk about influences and maybe Saget comedically doesn't have, am I saying words wrong? Did I say comedically? Yeah. <laughs> comedically. <Yeah. laughs> um, we're moving on from it. <laughs> <laughs> comedically. Uh, I don't know how many, you know, children Bob Saget has, you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. like you yeah. hear a lot of, 
uh, Attells or Bob Todd Berry's. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how many Bob Sagets yeah. are out there, but the reason for Tosh.0 and ridiculousness, web junk, web junk the, all of those shows mm -hmm. is America's funniest home. Like Rob Deerdeck is in, on MTV. 24 hours a day now yeah. because, because of Bob Saget. Because of Bob Saget. And it's so weird. It's so weird that ridiculousness and Tosh.0 exist. Well, at least Daniel Tosh is funny. Yeah. You know, I don't, Rob Deerdeck is just, it's weird that that show is as popular as it is. Yeah. Because it's basically, uh, you don't feel like searching through YouTube? <laughs> your, al your algorithm hasn't we, corrected itself we did yet. It for you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the right keywords, then watch ridiculousness. Here's a dummy, a girl dummy, and a black guy. <laughs> but but America's, America's Funniest Home Videos was that. Yeah. Because. Uh, that didn't exist at didn't the time. Exist. It was amazing. You never saw Dad getting hit in the nuts <laughs> and falling off the roof while he's hanging the Christmas lights. <laughs> but football in the groin had a football in oh the groin. Oh my God! It was unbelievable. <laughs> you couldn't believe what you were seeing. <laughs> it was, especially as a kid or a family together. Oh, yeah. Like you know, when I was five years old, six years old, yeah. that was the closest to edgy comedy I was yeah. watching. Was you know, Grandma said fuck, and it gets bleeped out on America's Fun, and that's hilarious. It's wacky. She's tripping on New Year's, you know. Um, it's slapstick comedy. You know what's yeah. funny that that like inadvertently created? It created like now every single one of those clip shows that happens or did yeah. happen like yeah. early two thousands is like, please don't send us tapes. Like, <laughs> yeah. please don't send us oh, tapes jackass. of, you, yeah, yeah. of yeah. you hurting yourself. Please. Oh, don't. oh yeah. Like because yeah. back then it was like, oh, I have this funny video from yeah. like the early eighties. Or you could even say you bring a. That that disclaimer's on Jackass. You could say that America's Funniest Home Videos created Jackass. Oh, I mean, complete, completely, completely, yeah. and just you created YouTube. <laughs> like, I think a lot of the influence for YouTube existing comes from America's Funniest Home Videos. What, you know, I, I do have to say though, I always used to think about this. Like, what a minefield being the guy who chose the clips must have had to walk through. Right, oh. like because you're like, all right, is this gonna be? They Somebody were, dying? Like, what is happening? I mean... Uh, like, they probably got so much well, next, stuff submitted to them that was horrifying. Oh, yeah. Just, because they just got tapes. They weren't editing these, oh, yeah. these real-to-real right. -real tapes, these 8-millimeter tapes or whatever they were. <laughs> like, they were just... They had to they had to send them all in. <laughs> and like, then oh. the people there had to watch through, like... They had to watch them all. And, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, death... Like, faces of death. <laughs> like, severed limbs. Dude, I can't imagine the shit that they must have gotten where they're like, oh, this is... this. Let's see what this one is. Oh, my God! Well, it's funny. We'll talk about... Uh, <laughs> next week, we'll talk about Sex for Sam with Opie and Anthony and some of the decisions that went wrong there. But wh whoever you're referring to at ABC, whoever's job that was, uh -huh. was one, you know, decapitation away. <laughs> exactly. Hey, this is, a, this is a great idea. <laughs> Let's put this on the air, you know? So that is walking a fine line yeah. as far as keeping that a family-friendly show. And then, I, again, well, I, I mentioned I the Decapitation, Stooges. that's not a very fine line, Mike. I'm, I'm being, <laughs> I'm exaggerating. I'm being hyperbolic. But, um, you know, you talk about the Stooges influence. Yeah. I think that's very clear here. Oh, you know, hell yeah. And you can reduce that to, um, like, again, I've heard, there's a lot of different, not so much now. Now Nikki Glazer's singing songs about him and things. But, uh, you know, while he was alive, there was a lot of people looking at Bob saying, like, eh, it was just, he was a guy that uh, said, that's gotta hurt when you get hit in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you know, you get a rake to the face. But there is something, there is a, a skill to that where, like, being that voice uh -huh. that makes people comfortable while they're watching 
people humiliate themselves. <laughs> yeah. There is a skill to that. Absolutely. And that's a lot of, you know, a lot of Three Stooges influence and other slapstick people from that area. Yeah. Um, clearly coming through in, in Bob Saget. So it's funny, like, I don't think Full House was one of the great acting, <laughs> one of the great uh, master classes in acting that we've ever seen. And I don't know that America's Funniest Home Videos was necessarily the hardest show to, to host. Mm-hmm. But there is... Um, uh, a of val- I think a value to both of those, and uh, uh, a skill to both of them yeah. that a lot of people don't have. And you know, one wrong move, and we're not talking about Bob Saget on America's yeah. Funniest Home Videos. You know, <clears throat> um, and he's a guy that was in our homes for you know fifteen years. He was on two of the biggest shows in the country for uh, over a decade, which is yeah. pretty wild. Uh, America's Funny, Funniest Home Videos, I think he hosted for nine years. It went till 97, mm-hmm. 89 to 97. Yeah. And uh, I think they were both in the top 30 um, on television at that time. No and I'm, question. I'm yeah. pretty sure America's Funniest Home Videos was like a king. Um, you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like full tent pole. He's remembered yeah. for Full House, but like that show was a fucking monster. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was. So uh, uh, then he had a tragedy did strike, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. um, in 1994. And uh, his sister passed away from scleroderma. And, uh, you know, I shudder to say her name because I know uh, the very good show boys would have a field day with this. (laughs) Her name was Gay Sackett. And I don't know how people missed that one. (laughs) But (laughs) apparently uh, there were different names at the time. And... uh, (laughs) You know, whatever. And, um, uh, but she passed away from scleroderma. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Bob, again, this goes to like kind of his, his <clears throat> purity as a guy and just the, the sweet man that he seemed to be. Every interview, I don't remember hearing Saget do an interview without mm-hmm. bringing up, uh, the scleroderma, scleroderma foundations that he worked with and things like that. Like he dedicated his life. And it's a horrible, uh, actually, do we have him talking about it? We I do. forget. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's hear him describe it rather than me. This is a recent interview with CBS Miami. Yeah. She had a lot of fatigue. Um, her body, she said it felt like her skin was on fire. She went to regular medical doctors that said that it could be lupus, it could be mental illness. It, it, it could be Epstein-Barr. So it was sort of the litany They named of, everything right. except what it was. Um, so yeah, it's a hardening of the skin and, uh, it, I mean, there's all sorts of variations, but it sounds like a really brutal disease. Um, super painful. And Sa- Saget's done a great job. I know what scleroderma is only because of Bob Saget. Yeah. Now I'm doing nothing about it, but my, someone might be somewhere. So he's done a good job of spreading awareness for sure. Um, and then he made a, uh, movie, uh, in 1997, he directed a movie for hope, uh, made for TV movie. Um, about his uh, late sister, and he did have a lot of tr- like he, his other sister died of a uh, brain hemorrhage. Jesus, um, and you know th- uh, later in his cr- his parents died uh, at a relatively older age, but not like mm-hmm. younger than they should have been. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. had years left. So he did have a lot of tragedy in his family, and yet maintained this sort of you know happy, seemingly happy life- lifestyle. You know what? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have any idea what he was like uh, behind closed doors, but always seemed like a very nice, caring guy. Yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, especially now that he's passed, I I can't remember a time of like any comic saying anything bad about him. Never. Anytime he well, ever got brought up, we'll get to like, one. Oh, he's a nice guy. We will get to one, the not comics, but uh, people took out of context and tried to make him like not so nice again. Uh, but we'll get to that in a bit. 
Um, first, now I think we'll have some fun here with, uh, All right. am I, are we missing anything before we get to the legendary dirty work? Uh, no, I have some uh, more of his early stand up, but we can play him <clears throat> later if you want. No, let's hear that now. Yeah. You want to yeah. All right. One second. So yeah, I have a few more clips of his early stand up. That was like right when the one I played before was right when Rodney put him up there. Yeah. Uh, so here's, here's a, a continuation. Okay. But I'm a happy guy cause I, I got married, married my girlfriend of seven years. That's her age. I'm going to jail. <laughs> no, I did. I really am in love. I told her that. I said, when I come home, I want to make love to you badly. And she said, at least you don't overestimate yourself. <laughs> but I'm nuts over her. She's this tall. <laughs> it's my dad's joke. Just... I'm sorry you laughed at that. I've lost respect for you. I really have. So, so there's, he, he, I think he is funny. Yeah. And I think he's not necessarily what I... Like I go go more towards people with like uh, something to say, yeah, and like you know Louis <laughs> or Chappelle you. or Burr or whatever. Um, but like the guys I loved when I was a kid, Regan Gaffigan. I yeah. think I think Bob Saget kind of fits that bill. And people now, I think we've gone too far in remembering him as this filthy comedian. Yeah, like the words he said were dirty, but he was never saying anything that would get him canceled. And I think that's why he was able to be. You know, like people say now. And I think I even said it that you wouldn't be able to be uh, Bob Saget and Danny Tanner. You wouldn't be able to be the Bob Saget, the comedian, and yeah. Danny Tanner, which is true in a way. <clears throat> but I think this is true of Gilbert Gottfried also, where the reason Gilbert Gottfried was, you know, uh, able to play the parrot in Aladdin, yeah. and the reason Danny Tanner or uh, Bob Saget was able to play uh, kids shows was that they weren't saying anything, you know. Quote, quote unquote harmful. They weren't taking on those issues. And I think there is something nice about that that now we get too lost in uh, needing to have a message. Yeah. You know, like Hannah Gatsby says, you're not, if you're not delivering a message with a powerful punch, then you're not a comedian, which Ugh. is such dog shit. Absolutely. Like, dog shit. I think Bob Saget is so much more of a comic than someone like Hannah Gatsby yeah. because he doesn't have that message. He's telling jokes. He's trying to make people laugh. He's trying to make people laugh. Huh. And you can say that's corny dad humor, but I think there's a place for that. At least it's humor. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I even, I've gone away from. Like when I was a kid and wanted to be edgy and everything, yeah. I'd be like, you know, fuck Jeff Dunham and people uh, like that. And I, I would not pay to see Jeff Dunham now. No, but like he's making a lot of people, uh, he's making a lot of people laugh only from stand up. I love oh, Jeff yeah. Dunham. Well, I'm there sorry, you go. He's really? making simpletons like Matt laugh. <laughs> I, love, I love Jeff Dunham. <laughs> so, but I think there's a place for that where like Jeff Dunham didn't even get famous from something like you know I think him got from stand up. Yeah, and I think there's something too, even though that's not how Bob Sag got famous, mm -hmm. people aren't paying to see. There's a reason uh, Stormy Daniels' stand-up career didn't last particularly long. You know what I mean? She had nothing to say. Her lay-down career is even longer. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> and much more successful. <laughs> Stick to that, sweetheart. Yeah. But like, so, like Stormy and Jeremy Piven plays comedy yeah. clubs and shit like that now. But the reason they're not playing theaters the way Bob Saget was for a sustained run is because Bob Saget is a genuine comic yeah. and was trying to make people laugh and not just trying to capitalize right. on whatever name he made. Um, and so I like so. that a lot. Like I, I always like that about Bob Saget. And I've come yeah. to appreciate him more. Like he has, uh, there was some uh, bit of his I found online where it's one of those old, like, uh, Limericks. It's a song oh, dirty, where every punchline is supposed to be dirty. Yeah. Like you think there's, it's supposed to rhyme with, you know, bunt. Yeah. So you think you know it's coming and then it's clean. Yeah. And that's the song. And I think that kind of 
shows what Bob Saget was as a comedian. Yeah. Where we have now way too gone too far in blowing up how filthy he was. Mm -hmm. Like he would tell dirty jokes, mm. but I think they were kind of for the Full House audience that grew up. Yeah. In a oh, weird that's way. Fair. You know, that's a good way to put that. Um, so what do we, we got go, now? Can we go back oh, for go a ahead. second though? Please. I did not know Stormy Daniels was doing stand up. Oh yeah. That happened? Oh, I had no well, idea that I can't happened, say right. what she was she was playing comedy clubs. No shit. Yeah. And I Didn't don't know, know I don't know if it was supposed to be funny or what it was, but she was playing comedy clubs for a while. Huh. Yeah, at the well, peak I mean, of her comedians do strip clubs, so yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> what's next? I have another quick uh, early uh stand up. Okay. This is a good one. I like this one. But I'm, right now I'm in no position to have a kid because I'm standing up and I'm alone. <laughs> I want to have a kid, but we've been trying to have a kid. Well, my wife's trying. I just lay there. <laughs> but I won't breastfeed. Damn it, I won't do it. Uh, men can breastfeed. Did you know that? I read that. Okay, I made it up. <laughs> no, I read it. I wrote it down and then I read it. <laughs> I believe everything I read. Men can breastfeed, but you have to actually take cans of evaporated milk to your chest. You give the baby an opener, you know? <laughs> I remember when I was just a little baby, my mother was looking down and she said, Bob, you've had enough. And I said, don't act like you don't like it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Smart kid. So that's the, that to me, that's the interesting uh, dichotomy of Bob Saget, mm -hmm. is that right there, all, everything you heard is too dirty. Those would not be jokes on Full House. No. Or America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, they're too dirty for network TV, particularly in 1987. Yeah. However... There's nothing that that's nothing that would get you canceled today. Nothing that no. would no I, no one would bat an eye at any of those jokes today. I, if if you know fucking Anthony Jeselnik told those yeah. or whatever, it'd be a little too clean for him probably. But yeah, like no probably. one would no one would sneeze at that. But the but the, the Humpty Hump outfit he had on, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> that you maybe you should take issue with. But it was the time, man. Yeah. Um. No, but my point is, it's interesting because no one would take issue with that now. However, I don't think Bob Saget in 2022 mm -hmm. if he released that which it would be released now and that would be it, like you know him doing the tonight show yeah. or whatever that would be all on youtube and everything so you'd be able to find it very easily mm -hmm. and if he was up for a kid's role you would see that and nope. say no chance absolutely not yeah whereas you know the odds of the take today you know try and put full house in 2022 we're creating it we're yeah. casting it right now and we say, oh, there's a clip of Bob Saget online making, you know, jokes about fucking and things like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can't put him on our team. Well, why? An eight-year-old's yeah. never going to find that clip. Do you think? Do you think that's why Wayne Brady doesn't like his, the Chappelle? I show think that's sketch? exactly why. Yeah, because yeah. people, his, you know, his audience has found it now. Yeah, <laughs> and so, oh, oh my goodness. Whereas, you know, I really don't think kids watching Full House are going to find that. And no. if they find it and know what it means then they've already found something else like it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's where... That's a good point. Well, and, there's, and there's no megaphone like Twitter. Like, there's no... Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, this, like, it, it, these isolated incidents. Like, no one's going to the radio station to, like, broadcast. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. yep. it's there and it's there. That's so it. that's that's where I get mad about shit like... Uh, the example I always use is Shane Gillis being on SNL. Oh, yeah. Because they say, you know, you're right. Maybe Shane Gillis shouldn't have been on SNL if you want to make it That's a, because Shane Gillis is funny. <laughs> because he's funny. <laughs> but also because if you... If you want to make it theater club, yeah. then you're right. Shane Gillis doesn't fit that mold. If you want everyone on that show to be from the exact same background mm -hmm. and have the exact same jokes and the exact same thoughts about every subject, then you're right. Shane Gillis shouldn't be on that show. Yeah. But could he have made SNL funny? Sure. Now, could Bob Saget have brought a funny element 
to Full House, sure, but he wouldn't have been given that opportunity now. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's why a lot of the cancel culture stuff makes me, uh, you know, so outraged because it's not the high profile things where right. it's like, oh, yeah, well, Shane's doing well now. He's headlining, he's got a sketch show that's doing very but well on YouTube. That's not the point. The point is, who knows what he could have done yeah. with SNL? We're missing out. We're, we're losing out on things that could have been awesome. That could have been amazing. That could have changed. Because we're not giving people a chance. Yeah. Shane Gillis playing Trump on SNL could have God. changed how society viewed him. That was it, one of the best impressions of it, anybody I've ever seen anyone do. <laughs> it could have made, <laughs> It could have done what Will Ferrell did to George Bush yeah. and make him a mockery. Instead, we all had to take it very seriously. Yeah. And we had to put ser- Alex, serious Alex Baldwin on SNL doing, doing Trump. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's what uh, I think Saget, you know, kind of personifies that point perfectly yeah where he's not this filthy horrible guy in fact he seems like a great guy yeah seems like a very kind generous guy so everybody says about him but he would not get a kid's show today no you know bob saget the name would but an up-and-coming bob saget certainly would i mean even gilbert godfrey who played the uh the the parrot parrot, yeah he can't be the Aflac goose anymore. Right. Like they fired him from that and he didn't even, he said a word on those commercials. <laughs> yeah. He right. just had, he got hired because he has a funny voice. You wouldn't know. He's not saying Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a guy doing a funny voice on right. a commercial. You don't even yeah. see him. Yeah. And who was canceling their insurance because Gilbert Gottfried? Right. Was, well, everyone in Japan, it sounded shit. like. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, well. <laughs> so there was kind of a reason for that one, I guess. But uh, anyways. <laughs> um... <laughs> So now we get to Dirty Work, right? Yes, correct. Okay. So uh, Bob Saget directs Dirty Work, which I think there's a lot of good that came out of that, but there's also a lot of uh, hilarity in the choice of Bob Saget making, uh, I guess For Hope was his directorial debut, Uh Um, and that led to, you know, that horribly sad TV movie led to Norm (laughs) MacDonald saying, I think this is the guy for my (laughs) (laughs) comedy with me and Artie Lang. (laughs) Um, but there are a few great clips of uh, Norm and Saget uh, promoting Dirty Work. I think the first one's from Letterman, right? Yeah. What, yeah. what a classic. So this is Norm on Letterman uh, going out to promote Dirty Work. I thought this was interesting. You know who directed the movie? Of course you know. You were yeah. in it. Bob uh, TV blooper Bob Saget. Bob, Bob Saget. TV blooper Saget. Yeah, he yeah. directed it. Yeah. He, now, does, can he direct a... No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just a lot of people getting hit with a rake and stuff. Just <laughs> no, people was, falling he, down at weddings and that kind of thing. It was very comfortable with him as a director, though, because like he would give me like acting notes. He'd go, "I think you should do it this way," and then I go, "I've seen you on that Full House. What are you talking about?" <laughs> uh, Norm, Norm is the greatest. I do my best to shoehorn any Norm clips oh, hell into yeah. every episode, but this one came up pretty naturally. I, I love how. Letterman gets such a kick out of him. Oh, yeah. It's so, yeah, it's so good. And I, I just love Letterman uh, jabbing Saget in it. Bob, uh-huh. TV blooper Saget. <laughs> but um, uh, th- that's the great thing about Saget and the reason I loved him. Because, again, I wouldn't call myself a Saget fan, but the reason I loved him was his vibe. And you know he loved that shit. Yeah, he, he was in on the joke. He would, if he was watching Letterman that night, he would have been cackling. He loved it. <laughs> Actually, there's a story... Uh, I didn't include it because I don't think we can play the word, but <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe List told a story of um, uh, uh, he, he opened for Saget once, and, and uh, they you know they it was in New Hampshire I think, uh-huh. and they um, you know the crowd is going nuts. They're waiting to see Bob Saget, 
and uh, maybe the Full House audience wasn't quite the stereotype we're thinking of them as, because uh, they were like, are you ready? They set it up in the worst possible way. Are you ready for Bob Saget? And everyone's like, yeah. And they're like, all right, well, first, here's Joe List. <laughs> and he comes out on stage, and uh, Joe List does a few of his jokes, Ooh. and he's getting booed. And then he said, someone yelled, hey, Word that rhymes with Saget. <laughs> Bring out Saget. <laughs> and Joe List goes, uh, that's pretty good. And he turns to his left, and Saget is on the floor laughing. <laughs> Just watching this kid eat it <laughs> in front of him. <laughs> so so that's, that's the charm and the thing I loved about Saget. Not the whole, you know, family... Uh, AFV full house of it all but like that angle that he I he yeah. was a true com- no matter what you yeah. think of his comedy he was a genuine comic and loved that stuff comedy reverence um, and this is another so this is another clip of him and him and Norm promoting I think this is on Regis and Kathy Lee right uh, yeah, look, yeah, it looks yeah. like it. The video um, quality is not great from YouTube, but yeah, it looks like Regis. <laughs> I think they're on Regis and Kathy Lee yeah. and promoting dirty work and this is a great story although I'll have to correct Norm in the telling of this, oddly enough, because it's even funnier than Norm portrays it. But let's hear this first. He said, I'll do it. I don't remember. He said, uh, you know, Rickles I'm meets so- him oh, and he yeah. goes, you know. Hold on one second. He- Sorry, I should have set it up better. Um, Rickles obviously was in Dirty Work. Yeah. He had two scenes, I think. Yeah. And uh, he was just coming off of a Casino. And he told, uh, he was talking to Martin Scorsese about the next project he was doing. He said, I'll do it. I don't remember. He said, uh, you know, Rickles meets him and he goes, you know, because uh, he did uh, c- uh, c- uh, Casino with uh, Martin yeah, Scorsese. Sure. And he goes, uh, I just talked to Martin and I told him uh, you were my next director. And he went, ah! oh, that's <laughs> He left me a message. He called me at my office and he said, uh, I don't understand. He left these messages. He said, I hit two in pound and I hit three in pound. I don't know how your Jew spaceship works. <laughs> you didn't have that in the clip, but after I was, I was like, I have to just leave. I do like I'm glad you <laughs> And of course, we got to do a Rickles episode someday because he's oh. the greatest. Oh, yeah. But um, the, so the... <laughs> The way I do, I believe Norm got that line a little off because uh, uh, Minahan has referenced this on KMS before, and I think he's right because I swear I've heard this clip but couldn't find it anywhere. I would I would have had to go through every Rickles appearance on Letterman because <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was in ninety seven, ninety eight, or years later. Uh-huh. Um, but I believe the actual line is: uh, I told Marty Scorsese that uh, my next project was directed by Bob Saget. The man grabbed his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a funnier way to deliver it. <laughs> but um, oh, I always forget that Casino was in like '95. Yeah, I, I, I'm like I always think it was like an earlier movie. But yeah, yeah. But that is, and that's another thing about Saget is the greats like Rickles yeah. and Norm loved him. Oh yeah, um, because I think he was able to play along with that. And um, to Saget's credit here, you, sure we can joke. Saget may have not been uh, the the premier director <laughs> that would have put Dirty Work on the map, but if you want to keep that Norm's project, I think you need Saget as the director. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like I have no idea how he impacted the film if he made it any better as the director. I don't even know how much you needed a director on Dirty Work, but <laughs> you put that in. Bob Saget is enough of a name that a studio is going to be all right with it. Yeah, and if you put any other name in that role or any an established director, you're not getting the dirty work that we know. No. And that was great about Saget is that he understood comedy. Um, what do we have next, Matt? The roast, of course. Oh. Um, so I mean, again, I want to shoehorn any. Everyone knows the norm set from. This is uh, one of my favorite things. <laughs> everyone knows the norm on set. Planet Earth. There's more about that roast I want to talk about. Um. 
But uh, for now, we'll just uh, listen to the greatness of Norm Macdonald. Oh, fucking love this. <laughs> now, but Bob has a beautiful face like a flower. Yeah, cauliflower. <laughs> no offense, but your face looks like a cauliflower. <laughs> the uh, Bob Saga roast. Another seminal moment in my life. <laughs> You're so funny. We have a lot of well-wishers here tonight, and a lot of them would like to throw you down one. A well. <laughs> That's my favorite. They want to murder you in a well. <laughs> Seems a little harsh, but... Apparently they want to murder you in a well. It says here on this card. <laughs> so I think that, uh, that Bob should join the Ku Klux Klan. And that's not because he's racist. He's not racist. It's just that he'd look a lot better with a hood over his head on account of his face. <laughs> How can you not get that? <laughs> I think, gosh, it wasn't in that clip, but I think the next line is your fucking dog face. Yeah, your fucking dog face. <laughs> Which uh, he threw that in because he told, Norm told Sag he was going to do that. And Saget was like, I don't know, maybe throw, people want to, you know, people are so edgy on that show. Yeah. Throw a few fucks in there. So he goes, ah, you're a fucking dog face. <laughs> um, but Norm was amazing on that roast. Oh, so But great. something that's forgotten about is uh, Gilbert Gottfried on that roast, who is also, oh. also hysterical. Unbelievably good set. Do you, and, want, do you want these clips before the uh, Norm show with Bob Saget? Um, yes. Yeah, just because we're on the roast. We'll get back to that. Um, we do have more Norm, folks, so stay tuned. But um, Gilbert, on that uh, on that <laughs> roast, so had a hilarious set. It's weird. I can't find the full set online. Like, this oh. is just clipped up. Weird. Yeah. Um, but you get the general vibe of what Gilbert was going for. <laughs> Why should we pick Bob Saget? Who raped and killed a girl in 1990? <laughs> well, first of all, it's not true. It's not true that Bob Saget raped and killed a girl in 1990. How do you make an ass hurt? The Olsen twins say, well, Bob Saget hands you a chocolate milk that he just made, and you wake up three hours later lying on your stomach. <laughs> now, now, that is hysterical. And I mean, I wouldn't think you would need to break down what makes that funny. But obviously, it's that Bob Saget has such a clean-cut image, and Gilbert going up there and saying that over and over, that he raped a kill and killed a girl in 1990, is fucking hysterical. And of course, the other element is it's not something you would, if it happened, yeah. you wouldn't joke about it on a roast. <laughs> However... Here's the other half to it. You want to hear it? <laughs> so, Bob Saget loved that and loved Gilbert very much. He was, he was rolling in his chair. <laughs> he was, he was laughing hysterically. Yeah. Yet, uh, some people tried to ruin that. And I think this came when, uh, so these roasts were not too uh, distantly uploaded to uh, Netflix. Um, so it may have been around that time when maybe a new generation got a hold mm -hmm. of them or whatever it was. Or it was just, you know, fuckery on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But uh, Bob Saget tells a tale on uh, Howie Mandel. This was just a few weeks ago, actually. Um, Bob Saget on Howie Mandel talking about 
uh, his experience years later, years after that uh, famous roast. But at my roast, we're back to Gilbert. I was just dawned on me that I didn't finish that one thought, which is he said terrible things about me over and over again. And that was his joke. The joke was the same statement over and over again that I did something horrible to a girl that I murdered and did other things. And he but he said it like 30 times. There's no truth to the rumor. So what happened was this terrible person on YouTube, uh, not a nice person. A couple of people did it. They took clips from that. They took an excerpt from a book, and I had gone on a radio show in the morning, uh, Opie and Anthony, where you say stuff you don't want to say right. in the morning to shock jock, not unlike, you know, uh, Dirty Sanchez, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. They get you to say that stuff. Right. And I was, I don't like my behavior on that. And then I told a story in a book, and, and what else did I do? One other thing, I can't remember. Um, I did, I did three things that this, these people quoted as me being guilty of something. And because the comedians were trashing me on the roast and saying that I was a terrible person, especially the people that I worked with that I loved uh, and I'm still close with, these all these kids, uh, Gen Z, on TikTok say that I am a, a murderer and a, and a terrible person. And I just, I was like, do I need to sue Gen Z? So... You see why certain guy, and I saw Saget talk about this in a few different interviews, where this really hurt him. And this goes to the sensitivity of him and the, you know, he's a caring, genuine, nice guy. Mm -hmm. And that really hurt him. That it can't, like, this became like kind of a campaign on Twitter. It wasn't very big, but in his world, I'm sure it was all consumed. Yeah. That people were saying <laughs> legitimately that he raped and killed a girl in 1990. Um, and I think the other thing that they used, I could be wrong about this, but it was like his his character and entourage that was yeah. you know, doing blow and fucking hookers and shit like that, yeah. which is an exaggerated version of his act. That was the idea, yeah. is taking the fact that he's a dirty guy, completely exaggerating it. And so the two things that let people know Saget was a very dirty comedian, um, the first one was his uh, line in Half-Baked, where uh, yeah. <laughs> the scene is Chappelle, <laughs> Chappelle is at a, an NA meeting. And talking about uh, his struggles with weed. And Bob Saget stands up and says, you ever suck dick for weed? Because I've sucked dick for coke. <laughs> yeah. And uh, people were like, holy shit. At the time, people were like, what okay. the fuck? <laughs> it would be like watching, you know, uh, Barney say that. <laughs> like, yeah. it was, people, people were stunned by it. Um, and then the next one was his character in Entourage when he lives next to Vincent Chase and yeah. says, don't you fuck my daughters. And he's yeah. doing, you know, <laughs> doing drugs and banging hookers and he's this wacky character. But that is not Bob Saget. Bob Saget's a, um, uh, you know, very nice, sensitive guy. Yeah. There was no really, uh, at, when we record this, we're still not 100% sure how he died, I don't yeah. think. Um, but there's no rumors of drugs. They ruled out drugs and all that sort of thing. Um, so... The reality of Bob Saget became, like we said, they because of you know Gilbert and because of Half Baked and Entourage, we made it into this thing that he is this filthy human being, mm -hmm. which was never the case. And I think that hurt Bob Saget a lot. And you hear there where he's even kind of you know hesitant to say rape, where yeah, you yeah, know what he I mean, didn't like say it, yeah. And that's on a podcast. He could have easily you know there's no language restrictions. He just didn't want to say it there because I think that genuinely hurt him. Mm -hmm. So it is, that to me is the more interesting dichotomy than people saying like, can yeah. you believe he was on Full House and he says uh, queef in his HBO special? <laughs> but the, the real dichotomy to me is that he has that act, that raunchy act, but is genuinely a sensitive, caring guy. guy. You know what I mean? So that I think was a struggle mm -hmm. for him 
as well when he would see shit like that online, whereas um, Gilbert would find that funny. Yeah. You know, if there was an exactly. online cam- campaign saying uh, Gilbert <laughs> raped and killed a girl, he'd be like, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I found that very uh, interesting from uh, SAG. And un- unfortunate that, you know, people feel the need to do that shit because it's uh, interesting where, like, people online see – this is where Opie and Anthony and shows – like he mentioned Opie and Anthony in that clip. Um, shows like that and Howard Stern where you're ball-busting – in a lot of ways, that ruined the environment around company, uh, uh, comedy mm-hmm. and I think contributed to a lot of the shit we see on social media and stuff now because people don't get the joke. When you hear Gilbert yeah. saying that on the roast or you hear guys busting balls on the radio or on Tough Crowd or whatever or on podcasts now, when you hear that element, you as a listener feel like part of that. So a lot of those people that are... This is hitting close to home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to teach you here. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah, Whereas yeah. a lot of the people, like, you know, when you see shit uh-huh. on Twitter and you're like, why is this guy criticizing me? The reality is <clears throat> they think they're in on the joke with you. And Most people are. And Well, it's very Certain weird. people aren't. It's, well, but they, <laughs> but they all are in a way. It's just how you handle it. But what people forget is none of them are in on the joke technically. Right. You know what I mean? A lot of them make it work. If you're in the room, the same it's way, one thing. the same way, a heckler can be funny at a comedy club. Yeah, you know, like a heckler yelling out "fuck you" can turn into ten minutes of hilarious material right. from the comedian. However, it's not ideal. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's not part of the show as much as they think it is. Yeah. So it's a tough dynamic because the person just wants to be part of something that they feel like a part of as a listener, mm-hmm. and it's almost a compliment to. Bob Saget right. or Opie and Anthony or whoever that they've made you feel comfortable enough that you're in on it, but right. you forget that those people don't know you. Bobby Kelly used to talk about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. He, but I, he used I, yeah. to get really affected by that because he's like, "Your fans are monsters." <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's always like Bobby, like yeah. you know, Voss and Norton can make fun of him being fat. Yeah. But when some stranger is like, "Hey, you fat slob," exactly. And again, yeah. I, I can understand. So you're like. What? <laughs> Why are you? Be- Why are you saying this? <laughs> because they look at it as someone who's in on the joke, yeah. shitting on you in that way. You're playing but a the character. Per- Bobby Kelly yeah. looks at it as a stranger walking up to you and saying, "Hey, fat fuck, how you doing? Hey, you unfunny slob." And you're like, "Whoa!" It would be the same as if someone walked walked up to you in a Walgreens and yeah. said it. You're like, "Where's this coming from?" It's one of the things they always used to talk about when people would go and meet E Rock. They'd be like, "You're not as fat as they say you are." Well, I've gotten some of that too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's funny, and I wonder, like, maybe I think that you know. Comedians that are were born in the last five years or ten yeah. years, whatever. I think they'll be much better at handling it. But it was it's been a very so. tough thing for people that didn't grow up with the internet necessarily do it yeah. to, you know. Um all right, what do we have next, Matthew? So we have the jokes on Norm McDonald Live. His, uh, yeah, let's hear that. Did. So I think Saget what he was best at was being a straight man for guys yes. like Norm. I think he was tremendous. Another thing he was good at, uh, before we get into that, is just um being him. Gilbert and Norm do it. Norm in a very different way. Uh, Norm did this in a totally unique, brilliant way. But I think Saget and Gilbert. Oh, and you know what? Saget, Saget Gilbert, and Artie Lang, mm. I think are maybe the three best at this. Uh, taking a joke that is made early on in like an interview and killing it in a beautiful way. You know what I mean? Like bringing it up. Yeah. If you say some dumb thing, 
like, uh, you know, make some joke about Gilbert being gay at the beginning of an interview, they will circle back to that 45 <laughs> times yeah. in a 49 minute interview, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they're great at that and killing it in a way that makes it funny. And then you're like, all right, we got it. And then bringing it back to being funny again. Being funny again. They're gr- Saget's great at that, but I thought he was also great at being a straight man of norm. Oh, and, hell yeah. Uh, here are a couple examples of that. Well, it's time to do jokes. <laughs> Norm, oh, uh, we put it if you're not bit. familiar with the uh, joke segment on Norm's old talk show, which in my opinion is the greatest talk show that's ever existed, Norm McDonald Live, <laughs> um, Norm would write jokes that he would tell some, but he would write them and have his guests tell some. Tell them. Jokes. Yeah. Two businessmen bought the Milwaukee Bucks for $550 million. They are very excited with their purchase. As this is the only legal way to own black people. Now that is here, and I read that. Well, you're not there. You know how businessmen are racist. They are. Yeah, so it's them being racist. They are. You. The two, the, the two businessmen that bought the Milwaukee Bucks for five hundred fifty million dollars yeah. are racist, according oh, no, to this. Oh they're fine, man. <laughs> so, and I think Saget's delivery of that is hilarious because he does it in a way where you know he. F- finds it funny that Norm is making him read that, but also knows it's funnier if he shows some sort of like hesitance. Like, yeah. oh, I don't want to say this, Norm. Why are you making me say it? Like, he's very in on yeah. the joke. The sideways and he was look. great at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. It's like, All right, this, this is another one. This is one. So this is Saget. And this is, I think, genuinely him being caught off guard by how hilarious Norm is. But uh, this is him telling um, Saget met Dean Martin not long after he lost a child. And uh, he's telling that story of when he met Dean Martin. I actually, you asked me who was in the presence Dean of Dean Martin at Hamburger Hamlet. You know everything about That's what me. I met. That's where I saw him. Was it, did, was it Hamburger Hamlet? Yeah, I didn't That's know. That's where I saw him also. Did, we must have talked about it, too. I don't know. Well, he'd always be at Hamburger Hamlet. And I walked in there, and he had lost his son. And it was he was nice. And yeah. I just went, I found your son. <laughs> 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 Saget just looks down and Norm goes, Bob Saget, everybody, and they end the show. <laughs> I found you so Oh, I so, just. So good. Uh, Let me be choke. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the greatest. And I mean, uh, Norm had that relationship uh, with a few people. <laughs> Norm had that relationship with a few people, but I think uh, Saga was one of the best at, at reacting to Norm. Um, do we have any? Do we have any other uh, clips before we get out of here? Man? So, um, or before no, we start wrapping, we have. Up? So we have the other Gilbert Godfrey clip, but it's essentially oh. the same thing. Him, him doing that joke. It's like he's like he's like don't loiter. He's like oh. contact the police. <laughs> contact the police. He's like, why are you gossiping? That one. Let's hear a little bit of that, just because you can hear him and Gilbert together. <laughs> Holy fuck. Proof that Bob Sackett raped and killed a girl in 1990. Stop gossiping and go right to the police. <laughs> <laughs> and him and uh, him and Gilbert have talked about that a bunch in the past. But um, his most recent interview with him was only like four months ago, uh, or five as this comes out. Um, but uh, he would bring it up with Gilbert and say. Uh, you know, with a roast when you ruin my life in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> so saying, while that hurt him, he was always in on the joke. And again, yeah. uh, that's that's why how I'll remember the guy and why I liked him yeah. very much. And uh, no matter what you think of his comedy, I do think of him as a true comedian. And that's what I'm finding more and more about people that I might not necessarily like their comedy, 
but I now care more about like what they uh, meant to comedy and how they understood comedy and uh, things like that. And just being involved with uh, Dirty Work will always the, make Seg one of the greats. Yeah. yeah. The antithesis of that is what we talked about on a previous episode with, or maybe on Blind Mike Project, with uh, 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 Jeff Garland, like putting his nose up at leading his yes. and skanks. And by the way, yeah. like a month later, <laughs> getting yeah. getting kicked Oof. off the Goldbergs for sexual harassment. Yeah. Perhaps he knew that was coming and yeah, wanted maybe. to kind of protect himself. Yeah. But yeah, it that was amazing too because Jeff Garland, who was at Saget's roast, actually, mm. has been on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, yeah, right. It it was stu- that Larry was Davis is horrible shit. It's weird, but that's what Hollywood does to a lot of people, and that's yeah. why I commend Saget because he never stopped being a comedian. Mm-hmm. Whereas Nikki Glaser, who wrote a so- <laughs> have you have you heard that yet, Mike? I don't Ugh, know. No, I the, avoided it. There's a tribute song out there to Bob Saget, and um. Uh, Nikki Glaser wrote just a very serious song and didn't see why it was ridiculous. It's very douche chilly. It's disgusting. Yeah, I don't want um, to. <laughs> Saget, I believe if he were, were alive, would be very diplomatic and nice about that. Mm. But, you know, maybe say to Nikki, like, you don't need to do that. You know, <laughs> you don't need to do that for me. Because what happens in Hollywood to a lot of people, and there's a million examples, Amy Schumer, Patton yeah. Oswalt, Jimmy Kimmel, Sarah Silverman. Those are my go-to examples, but there's, you know, tons more. A ton. Um, they get sucked in by Hollywood. If there's ever been a person who should get sucked in by Hollywood, it would be Bob Saget. Mm. Because no one knew him as a comedian. Uh-huh. Um, he could have just avoided that identity entirely as a dirty comedian. Uh, no one really knew him as that. And uh, uh, But he just loved that environment. He loved being friends with comedians. Um, and he loved laughing and making people laugh in a way that you couldn't say, well, hey, you're the dad on Full House, so you're not allowed to be that anymore. Mm-hmm. I think you would have chosen comedy, whereas a lot of these other people, Seth Rogen has chosen fame over being a funny guy. Right. You know? Um, and so I, I credit Saget a lot for not uh, ever getting sucked into that, maintaining who he is, and, you know, uh, still being being able to do both at the same time, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Anything else about uh, Robert Saget before we get out of here? We got the closer. Um, of the roast. Yeah, we'll yeah. end. We'll end on yeah. that. Uh, Norm, while he was always very silly, was uh, two times I can think of where he was very genuine, and one of those is with <clears throat> David Letterman, who he respected a lot and helped out his career, and the other was with uh, Bob Saget. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll hear that here. Um, you know, I, I, me and Nikki Glazer make sure to capitalize on the death of Bob Saget. So I would be remiss if I didn't say, go to patreon.com slash blind Mike if you enjoyed this episode. Uh, get all these episodes a week early. Uh, Mike Harris, you can find on Very Good Show that he does with uh, the Craigster and uh, the, another Matt. And, uh, you know, go to, uh, if you want to do a podcast yourself or film something, whatever, um, come to Vaulted Podcast in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, uh, vaultedpodcastri.com, or just hit up Matt from RI. On Twitter, and uh, he'll get you hooked up here. And uh, Norm, take it away. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. Bob was the first comedian that I ever saw perform uh, when I was a boy, live, and uh, I loved him. Uh, but one thing that bonds us as comedians is we're bitter and jealous, and and we hate everyone else that has any success. But. <laughs> Bob, honestly, has never had an unkind word for anybody, and uh, I love him, and I hope uh, everybody else does, so uh, I just want to say that. Thank you. <laughs>